This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous who do not need to repent. And that just said second chances to me. That just said God cares. Even if you fail, he cares. Like he'll leave the flock to go grab you even when you think you're disqualified. Thank you for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name is Mike Evans, and I serve as the family pastor at Journey. And today we have our Connections pastor with us, Ryan Holt, who did an outstanding job preaching this past Sunday at Journey. We've been in a series called Summer in the Psalms, and Pastor Ryan, you helped us understand Psalm 51 in a message you called Heartbreaking Blockbuster. I love that title. It kind of sounds like a name of an 80s hair band or something. I don't know. Which, of course, I would have been totally into, right? Yeah, Being an 80s loved. kid that I was. Um, but what a story you had the opportunity to share this past Sunday, the story of David and Bathsheba and Uriah and all of, all of that. And we're going to get into discussing the message here in a minute. But, you know, one of the things I know the people of Journey and anyone who knows you, Pastor Ryan – is that anytime you get up to share, um, we're going to see your heart for God and your heart for people just shine through. And that happened again this past Sunday, your passion to help people connect to God and to help them connect in spiritual community just shined through in the message yet again. Well, before we unpack the message and look together at Psalm 51, I thought I'd ask you a question kind of related to the message, um, but maybe something um, extra you'd like to share. What's one thing you learned while studying Psalm 51 that you didn't have time to share it during the message, or maybe didn't have time to dive as far into it as you would have liked that you'd like to share here as we kick off the podcast. I'll have to tell you, thank you, Mike, for the, the nice intro. Uh, I'll have to say that when you read a psalm like Psalm 51, it moves you. And one of the challenges is figuring out how to put together an outline when there are literally like verse after verse, punch you in the nose or you know rip your heart out or just so powerful. And so one of them that I didn't get to really unpack, and I wrestled with how to put this in the message, uh, was verse 12. It says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant a willing spirit to sustain me. It's that uh, restore to me the joy of my salvation, Mike. Uh, That's real in the Christian walk. Uh, We we can let other things get in the way. You know, my wife and I, we've had you know, some tough seasons in our, in our Christian walk. And, and really this, this restore to me the joy of your salvation. Um, we know how amazing that was when we first got saved. You know, we remember our salvation was just awesome. We were, neither of us grew up in church, right? We were fairly lost. And we just remember how we were, we were on fire, right? You've heard of Christians, man, they're on fire, we were on fire, and then, you know, we, we thought, we never want to lose this feeling. And then, you know, life, marriage, ministry enters in, and things kids. can be challenging. Yeah, kids, and, and life, life gets harder. And, and we had feelings at times where we felt like we were maybe slipping in our joy or in our joy of our salvation. And so I can just remember there would be times where we'd literally like turn to each other and think, man, we need to restore the joy of our salvation. And so it became um, this verse in particular for my wife and I just became something that was an encouragement. Uh, You know, we wanted to to maintain a walk that showed our kids that, 
hey, there's joy in it. And I'll have to t- tell you, there's times where we we really struggle in this. I'm sure there's times where our kids look at us and go, whoa, we can't wait to be solid, sold-out Christians like you guys, <laughs> you know, because yeah. life is hard or, or stressful. And so this is just one that I wanted to figure out how, and it, it didn't enter into the message other than when I read through it. So, you know, maybe if you're listening today, it, maybe you've had these moments, and, and this would be something where maybe you can resonate on this, or it could be a little prayer to yourself while you're driving. Yes, Lord, restore to me that joy. Like, I want that joy that I found when I first followed Christ, how grateful I was. And so that I, I didn't get to unpack that as much as I'd like. You know, I'm sure there's much more theologically I could dive into as well, but it just um, is something that, man, when you asked that question, I thought, yeah, I know what it is. That that's what I'd love to unpack more. Yeah, you know, I think about that as you grow as a Christian. Um, I'm I'm sure you would say that you and Heather, as you've matured in your faith, you've both been Christians for over 20 years now, um, maybe over 25, somewhere in there. Um, I bet I bet the the joy kind of has a more mature feel now than it did back then, where it would kind of go from feeling to feeling. Now it's more of a relationship that you two are just engaged in. So yeah. That's a great, great answer, and I'm so glad you got to unpack that for us here on the podcast. You know, uh, during your message, you opened things up by reading um, from the psalm. You read the whole psalm to us, which I felt like was great because it kind of gave us a picture of all of what David expressed as a re- result of his sin. And of course, that psalm's a doozy. Kind of is a penitential psalm, a psalm of repentance after the prophet Nathan. Um, had brought to light David's horrible list of sins. You know, you went through them in the message, lust, adultery, lying, deception, and ultimately having her husband killed, murder. Um, you also shared that this is one of your, you and your wife Heather's favorite psalms. I know you shared a little bit about that in the message, but you also teased us. Well, it's time to kind of come clean on the tease, Ryan. Um, help us understand maybe a little more of why um, you two love this psalm so much and what it, how, why it means so much to you guys. Well, let me say this. I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> okay? I haven't killed anyone, so that is not the reveal. Nor as a married person have I been unfaithful to my wife. But I can tell you that our pre-marriage story was not good. Um, I, I, I would say it's our favorite, one, because of what I mentioned before about the restore the joy of your salvation, but two, uh, is that God can forgive anyone, right? He, he, for, he forgave this, what I said in the message, this liar, adulterer, murderer, David, uh, but I also knew that he could forgive me because of what he's done in my life. You know, we, we made a lot of bad decisions, and there may be people on the, the podcast, or maybe you've shared it with someone, and you know, they're, they're in the midst of where we were. I kind of use that terminology of peeking over the ledge. Hmm. You know, peeking over the ledge and David sees Bathsheba and he's tempted and then he, he, he dives right in and, and falls into sin. So, you know, so it could be someone listening, they're in that same place. And, you know, we, we didn't live together before we were married, but we'd stay at each other's house. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like we were just kind of fooling each other. We didn't have the same address, but we made right. bad choices. And I'm saying um, early in our Christian walk, this was something we wrestled with until we finally said, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, we were intimate. We're not going to do that anymore. We we partied in a way that we'd get drunk and stupid. And we said, we can't do that anymore. So when you read Psalm 51, there's like all these elements in there. And so it resonated with us so well as we see it and go, wow, like this is not our story, but but similar to our story. And look how God can 
bring redemption and cleanse his heart and make him whiter than snow. And I can tell you that so many times early when I gave my life to Christ, I would like leave service in tears, thankful that God had healed my heart and had forgiven me. And, you know, I'm just like, who am I, Lord, that you could do this? So that that's one of the reasons why it's been that way. Uh, we, we started to develop um, some things in our life. We we repented. We started doing things God's way. I found a men's group. She found a women's group. Man, we, it helped us get strong in our faith. We started praying together every night. Um, we started reading our Bibles. It seems weird, but to us it was it was big. You know, we we liked movies. We liked watching TV. But we kind of said we're not going to watch TV today. Would be I'm not going to turn on Netflix until I've read my Bible. Or open my phone. Or open my phone. Yep. Like it was just, we're going to read our Bibles first, and I can still picture us in our little home. Um, man, I miss that just little little ranch-style house we had in, in Overland Park, near downtown Overland Park, and and I, and I bought it soon after college. And I, I can remember us in our kind of ugly blue couch, on our knees, praying. Mm. And at times, um, in tears, for for knowing how... God had um, created in us a pure heart. And so um, we, we now have a passion to help others experience that same thing. And that's why when, you know, I know Pastor Christian asked you what psalm, you, you knew which one you wanted to do. Right, and, Psalm and, 34. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I remember thinking, I'm going to hurry up and say 51 just to make sure Mike doesn't say 51. <laughs> and I was so thankful that he's like, okay, good, it's yours. Because I thought he might go, no, I'm, that, that's a big one, I'm going to do that one. So I was really thankful that I was able to do that. And that, so that's, that's why we love Psalm 51. Yeah, you did such a great job with that message as well. Well, in your message, Ryan, you made what I think was a powerful point about how we've all had a lot of downtime lately uh, with the COVID-19 quarantine and just the, the season of life that we're all in. And, and you said that too often uh, idleness leads to sin and distance between us and God. And I remember as you were sharing the message thinking, I bet Ryan's got some ideas about how we could fill the idleness in the season that we're all living in right now. So why don't you maybe share some ideas? Give us some, give us some help in that area, Ryan. Well, I'd say fill your time with things that fill your spirit and draw you closer to Jesus as a simple answer. I remember Pastor Christian early on gave us those waiting room wins. Like, don't give up on those. We're, we're, we're not out of the waiting room. So don't give up on those. I mean, you know, sometimes you drive down the road and you see the ER wait at such and such hospital is, you know, 30 minutes or seven minutes. I think they're, forgive me, but I think they're lying. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember too many waiting rooms that it's like seven minute wait. It's usually a couple of hours. So we're in the waiting room that's now like five months in. So don't give up on those. So be purposed in how you're using your time. And, and let me say this, two hours of social media yeah, that that's not really purposed. Two hours of YouTube or Netflix isn't a waiting room win. And here and here's why: idleness that involves a quiet time or relational time or project time usually will keep you from the sinful idleness that I'm referring to. Like if you'll if you'll start chipping away at some of those waiting room wins, which were great, you know, projects you want to finish, relationships you want to enhance, quiet time that you want to grow in. You know, when when those are what's happening in your life, you're gonna you're gonna have good things happening. When your activities during idle time are leading you to a, a temptation or sin, you've got you've got to make a change. Or as as you talk about, the distance between you and God's gonna grow. 
It just is. And, and you could end up making a really bad mistake. You could end up kind of glancing over the edge and falling um, or making a really poor choice. Man, I've read articles and headlines about, about some activities of things that are happening right now online and in person that, that I, I guarantee are, are destroying lives. They're a headline, but there's a person behind those people and it's destroying families. I'm talking about people are like swinging and doing some other right. sexual marital things outside. Then I'm thinking there's lives being destroyed in the midst of this. Not that that's brand new to this, but there's an increase. I was I was watching a uh, um, a summit. I actually am. I'm in the midst of watching it with one of our Celebrate Recovery leaders, um, Tom Peterson, and, and they were they were talking about. Um, how how it can destroy lives, and I lost my train of thought right there. Um, but these activities, oh, now I remember the founder, John Baker. That happens to me all the time, I Ryan. Thought, Just keep going. going with that? <laughs> John Baker talked about how pornography use is up by 40% during COVID. Premarital affairs are up like 25%. Substance abuse is up. So, so w- unfortunately, the choices that people are making, those things were already high. The choices people are making are destructive, and people people's lives are falling apart. So um, there are, believe it or not, one of the things I didn't think was possible before I was a Christian. I didn't think you could have fun without doing sin, sin, yeah. you know, dumb things. And I realized you can, like, you can you can do fun things. And right now, outdoors, man, there's so many great things you can do outdoors that are. Um, not going to get you in trouble that, that, you know, go on walks, go on jogs, do athletic things, um, spend time around the back porch, just uh, enjoying each other, find a quiet spot to pray. There are a number of things that you can do that will keep you strong and closer to Jesus. And let me say this. Um, if you have a friend from church who you haven't seen or heard from in weeks or months, reach out to them. Absolutely. They may be peering over the ledge. That may be why you haven't heard from them. Yeah, they may think, oh, I can't reach out because they're going to know I've done something I shouldn't. Because maybe they're a friend that they know they can't lie to you, you're going to see right through them. Reach out to them. They need to know you care. Invite them to church. Invite them to a watch party at your house if you haven't returned to church yet. I mean, reach out. There are some people who idleness is right now tempting them, and they need to get back into some routines that are healthy and some good activities. And coming to church is a good activity. Getting involved in a small group is a good activity. So... Anyways, those are hopefully not great detail, but a couple of, uh, of thoughts. Mm. I remember one time, Ryan, I was talking about this issue of if you're not moving towards Jesus, you're moving away from him. And I had a bicycle on stage and I sat on the bicycle and I took my feet off the ground and told someone to push me over. And it was really easy to push me over. You know why? Because I wasn't moving. Once you're moving, it's hard to get pushed over in the right direction. And uh, I think... Such a such a good reminder here that, that we need to fill the idleness in the season with things that are good and things that are right. You know, and I know also that you are a as our connections pastor, of course, but just as a follower of Jesus, really before being in that role, um, you are this without the without the job title. You're a big believer in spiritual community and um, being connected to other followers of Jesus. And um, I just. Would love you to speak into the question: What role does spiritual community play in closing the distance between us and God? 
Well, I, I kind of touched on that, but yes, yeah. serving in groups are super important. W- when I've been a part of a team that's serving or spiritually leading others, I, I don't want to let them down. Like, like I don't want to let them down. So, you know, on the football team, I didn't want to miss the tackle. In baseball, I didn't, I, I didn't want to make a careless error that would hurt my team. In high school, if you, if you got, in my day, in, in high school, if you got caught drinking or doing drugs, you, you were kicked off the team. And then that in, that impacts you and other people who are counting on you. And and I think the same is true if you have spiritual community um, by serving or in a group. You have people who care for you, and I think you don't want to let them down. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, when we served back in the youth ministry with Pastor Christian for years, we didn't want to be a stumbling block to kids who looked up to us. And not only did it help us grow and mature, but it helped us to do a good job of setting an example for other young people. So I just really think that when you're serving and you're on a great team here, we, we have wonderful huddles. We do, we do you know, appreciation things. We, we try to make people feel important, which I think draws them closer to God and other people. And then certainly being in, in a great small group where there's challenge and there's you know, accountability those are, are, man, so important to keeping you close to God. Yeah, and I know you talk, you've, we've talked about how you and Heather, when y'all were early on in your marriage, you served together in youth ministry. And that's, I think, serving with someone that's a friend or your spouse together, doing things, I think, is a great, a great thing to do as well. I, I was thinking about this, Ryan, even as you were talking, um, thinking about the story of David and Bathsheba, that he was alone on that roof when he saw her across the way. And you know, in Second Samuel 11, it says, in the spring at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out and David stayed behind. I, I, I just, I know this for a fact that if Joab would have been standing right with David, if David would have been off to war, he would not have been, he would not have done what he did. But he was idle and that led to his, that led to his sin. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah. if on Tuesday night you've got to be at a men's group, right. you're probably not going to get in trouble that night. That's right. If Sunday morning you, you've got to be somewhere. Saturday night you're probably not going to go out and do something you shouldn't because you know you have people who count on you on Sunday morning to be there, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, to welcome people who, who need the Lord or to be a part of uh, you know, the band or whatever it may be. Um, you have some people who are counting on you to help you make good choices. That's right. That's right. And great as your message was on Sunday, Ryan, and it was a great message. You and I both know that a message only takes people so far. They have to get connected. And um, what opportunities do we have at Journey that you and your team is working on that would help people grow spiritually? Just kind of list for us some of those opportunities. So I mentioned these briefly. Let me unpack them a little bit, um, a little bit deeper than I did in the message. So, of course, small groups are coming. Those will start back in September, and we'll have a variety of those. You can find them on our website, men's, women's, couples, activity groups, lots of great ones. We also are going to have a couple of great initiatives that I want to tell you about. Uh, we're going to have some, some really focused on discipleship and developing some you know, great Nathan-type accountability relationships, hopefully. Um, so w- one will be we're going to have a men's, ac- uh, men's event on September 26th. So men, mark your calendars. Um, Lord willing, everything will go great, and there won't be any hindrance to that. But September 26th in the morning, we want to have a, an event, and that's going to be designed to um, lead into an eight-week men's Bible study. Now, we want to make great connections at that event, have a lot of fun together, laugh together, eat together. Um, but we also want to lead into a men's Bible study on Tuesday nights, starting the first week of October, 
by Dr. Tony Evans. Now, I wish he was there in person, um, but we're going to uh, watch some videos and also study the Bible and have some great uh, community, some table leaders. We're going to develop some great um, bonds together through that. Then also, our, our church has some wonderful discipleship called Followers Made and Leaders Made. I'm now leading a, a Leaders Made. You've led a, a Followers Made, been in a Leaders Made. We have men's and women's. Um, but we're going to have some informational meetings in September of, about our, our men's and our women's. And so we would love for you to be able to be a part of those. These are six-month discipleship groups. And they're Re- great. They're great. Read your Bible, learn to journal, learn to, to, to have a triad of, of men or women who are there to encourage you, to sharpen you, to pray with you. Uh, these are really designed for that. So we'll have either what I would call kind of an entry level, hey, I want to get into an eight-week Bible study. We have an opportunity for you to do that. Or I'd like to take a deeper step. I want to get into a follower's made. Um, you can find out information about either one of these by texting journeymen, journeymen to 474747. Um, and, and I would love to, to help you get involved in either one of those. Uh, also, really, I'm excited. Church-wide, we're going to have a growth track starting in September. You might say, what's growth track? Uh, it's going to uh, replace what had historically been our Get Connected gathering. Um, it's going to guide people to help discover their purpose and live the life God created for them. So I'm really excited about that. It's a four-week deal that'll be after church and then ongoing after that. We would love for our entire church to go through that. And then what will happen is as people come out of that, they'll they'll know their spiritual gifts, they'll know how they're shaped, they'll, they'll uh, have some onboarding into serving, onboarding into small groups, and in uh, other ways that they can grow in their faith. So some real great things coming and existing at our church to help engage people, help people to grow spiritually, make some Nathan-type great connections. Yeah, that's a great plan, and I love the, the growth track and what we're, what's going to happen in our church once we get that rolling. It's going to be awesome. Ryan, you share um, what I thought were three super helpful steps to restoration for those who find themselves kind of in need to get back on track. Maybe you're listening here today and you're thinking to yourself, I've just got to get back on track in my relationship with God. And and this is kind of the most uh, practical, I think, the most uh, activate part of your message. And I know there's more you wanted to say about these steps, but I'd love you to kind of review for us those three steps again, those three kind of steps to restoration with God and take some time to dig a little deeper into those three points. They were um, to, I thought about the acrostic car, <laughs> to confess and accept responsibility, um, to ask to be renewed, and then to recommit to a life of wisdom and service. So um, you can have that for free. I just thought of that. Um, that's good. I like uh, it. Yeah. That, yeah, that, right back at you. That's yeah. good. <laughs> you know, the, the confess and accept responsibility, I, I think I want to take this portion and really kind of more activate it from hoping to speak directly to some people listening. Um, you know, and really, Mike, you helped shape this part and this was the, I want to encourage you, if you're listening, wherever you're at, if if this is something you need to do right now, I think you said it well, own it. You know, as you and I were talking after we debriefed when I when I preached this to you, um, you said own it. And, and I think that's something that we don't do very well these days. And so you may have a relational challenge in your marriage right now, 
and you think it's the other person's fault and I'm not going to do anything about it. And until they change, our marriage is just going to be tough. Or I'm, I'm not going to talk to my dad again until he he deals with the stuff he needs to deal with. You know, we all have our own parts. And I'm not saying uh, we're responsible if someone's abused us or done anything like that. I'm, uh, but there's so many times that we need to, between us and the Lord, maybe sometimes to that person, but we need to really confess and accept that responsibility. So I, I'd say own that part. And then ask to be renewed. You know, his his mercies are new every morning. And so when you ask to be renewed, do you really mean it? Like when you got done listening to the message, did you, if you said this in your seat or if you if you were watching online and you kind of thought, oh yeah, I want to renew. Do, do you really mean it? Like do you really want to be renewed so that you are doing and being all that God wants you to be? What Like what, do you, what are you waiting for if you are just giving it lip service. Yep. There's like a safety that people feel holding on to bitterness, holding on to unforgiveness. And you've got to let that go. But that sometimes can be hard to let yeah. go of because Absol- it's safe. It's like comfortable in your anger or whatever it Absol- might be. Absolutely. Not only, not only that, but just in your own spirit, whatever you have going on, are you like this could almost be step one of I'm I'm just I'm ready to be renewed and then I'm going to confess and accept responsibility. I, I mean it, it could be either it could be um asking to be renewed and then now my heart is so pure I'm ready to confess and accept responsibility. This is just this is such a heart piece right here. I think of, you know, the part create in me a pure heart. Like this is that part. Are are you serious about really wanting your heart to be cleansed and pure? Um, and then that recommit to a life of wisdom and service. You know, God wants to use you. Your life is more than just wake up, go to work, eat dinner, watch Netflix, go to bed. Like, like commit to learning and growing in wisdom and really figure out what God wants you to do in your life and ask God to reveal to you how you can utilize your life experiences to help others. So, um, you know, again, as part of our followers made and leaders made. Those are designed to help people work on their character, Christian character, and find their calling. And some of that is what's your life experiences? Because I think I said in the message, you know, our life experiences can be really valuable if we'll learn from them. And so what are your life experiences? Can you commit to a life of utilizing them, the, the wisdom you've gained from those? And now will you commit to serving because that's ultimately what God wants. It isn't at the end of my life, hey, things are great, i got a nice house, and I'm, I'm debt-free, and I've got a retirement. No, my life has made a difference in the life of others through my hurts, through my difficulties. So uh, hopefully that, um, if you've been holding back, you, you won't. You'll, you'll realize your need to, to do something about it. Yeah, so good. Pastor Ryan, I loved the statement you shared towards the end of your message that I think our listeners would appreciate you talking more about in the time we have remaining here when you— Talked about how Christianity is a faith of second chances. That just resonated with my heart when you were talking about that because I don't know about you, but I'm a guy who needs a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and so on number of chances, and I've definitely taken advantage of those in my relationship with Christ. Will you talk more about what you've discovered about how liberating this truth has been in your life? Yeah, let me, let me say it this way. I think this statement has two meanings, you know, that uh, Christianity is a faith of second chances. One for the person listening who isn't a Christian and they think that their life is too far gone. 
Christianity is a faith of second chances. If that person surrenders their life to Jesus, he'll forgive them. He'll give them a wonderful purpose. For the person who's a Christian and has, a, has really failed spiritually and morally, Christianity is a faith of second chances. And I've experienced the first one for sure. Um, I, I've experienced the first one for sure. Like I, I thought my life was too far gone, that he would never forgive me before I was a Christian. Um, you know, I, I just, I didn't grow up in church, you know, my, my story. I didn't think that I could even be considered a Christian based on the way I lived. I just, you know, I, I was still holding on to, well, I hope I'm somewhat good enough to outweigh. I haven't done that many bad things. Well, that, that was wrong. Um, in smaller ways, I, I, I experienced the second one on a weekly basis. Maybe not a huge moral or spiritual failure, but I experienced his ongoing grace and, and my heart is, is really ever grateful of his mercy on me as a, as a sinner. You know, I experience those second chances on a regular basis. God's allowed me to utilize really both of those meanings of second chances to help other people see their need for Jesus or their, or their need to be restored. I'm really pretty humbled that he would even think to use me, right? That he would use a person who, one, had the sinful background, but even then as a, as a, as a pastor who, you know, fails on a regular basis, I'm, I'm really humble that he would still consider to use me because he's a forgiving, loving God. But there's a great verse that I read in Luke 15. This was actually in my Leaders Made reading. Um, it's Luke 15, 7. And I, and I think it really illustrates this theme of second chances. Verse 7 says this, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous who do not need to repent. And that just said second chances to me. That just said, God cares, even if you failed, he cares. Like, he'll leave the flock to go grab you, even when you think you're disqualified. So those are, those are some things that, that really stood out to me, and, and that's, man, that's what I wanted to, to get across, this faith of second chances. He's a God whose arm is not too short to save anyone, even us. Amen. <laughs> you know? Amen. Well, Pastor Ryan, I want to thank you so much for um, sharing your heart and sharing um, just really from your soul out of Psalm 51. Um, thank you for the vulnerability you have uh, brought to us both on this podcast and uh, through your message and just as a friend to me and as, a, as such an incredible leader here at Journey. Um, and I want to thank you guys too for listening today uh, from wherever you are around the world. Um, be sure to tune into our service this Sunday at 8 uh, in the morning or 9.30 or 11 on either Facebook Live, YouTube, uh, our JCI app, or on our website at www.takethejourney.cc. We would love to hear how God is working in your life. And if you would love to share that with us, you can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that's active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.